Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, real quick before you begin this message, we didn't record this in our normal space, so the audio quality is not up to uh, our standards. So we wanted to apologize for that, but we still want you to enjoy uh, the message. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Last week we kicked this series off called Canceled. And uh, tonight, you know, we're down here in the gym, which is a little different, it's a little odd, but uh, what we're doing for the activity tonight just works a lot better uh, in the chapel tonight. So that's why uh, we are sitting here. But we, we started this series called Canceled. And if you don't, maybe you've not heard that term, that's a good thing. Because really, it's this really negative thing that uh, our culture, especially on social media, has really um, picked up on. And they love to just cancel people and say, okay, don't follow this person anymore, or they'll just straight call them out. It's just something you'll see a lot, and it's, it's, it's just a lot of that. And really what we're doing, the, you know, sometimes social media can be this pretty ugly, angry place. But really what we're doing is this. We're talking about how it's easier to cancel people. You know what I mean? Like ignore them. Like, like maybe not see people. Like maybe you don't cancel them out of your life, but you just kind of act like they're, they're not there. Or maybe for some of you, it's, you get angry at people. It's just easier to cancel and ignore and do all of those things than to love people. That's really what we've been talking about. Last week, here's where we landed. We landed here on this point, and this is kind of the, the take-home point. We kind of do these on Wednesday nights, so you have something you can kind of go with. And last week, we talked about this, to love people who aren't like you, because it's a lot easier to just cancel people who aren't like you than to, to simply love people who are not like you. And we, we kind of, Jesus set the example for us in that, like he loved people uh, who everybody else wanted to cancel. And uh, tonight he's going to do the same. Uh, tonight he's going to set the example for us. I don't know about you or not. Um, anybody else, you were the tech wizard around your house. Like anything technology, like people always come to you and they want you to fix them and fix things and, and make sure everything's right. Like I am the guy at my house for that. Like I do fix computer issues. Um, I, I do a lot of... Uh, Netflix, like putting passwords in. I do a lot of HDMI, like it's in the wrong, you know, it's HDMI 1, 2, or 3. Like if you don't know what those letters mean, it's okay. You, you, you need a tech person. <laughs> It'll be all right. Um, I'm the guy who's like, it, now my kids, they're really good at tech because you guys, I'll, I'll, most of you guys are really, you're very tech savvy because you've grown up in that tech world. But we also have in my household, we have like two grandparents in their 80s. Uh, we did have two grandparents in their 60s, like, and, and my wife's just really not that great with technology, and she would be the first to admit that. You know, she's back in the back holding the baby, so she's, I'm good. She, I'm safe, you know what I'm saying? She can't attack me right now. Uh, but she's just not good at it. And so here's the thing. I'm always, like the older folks in our house, I'm always getting asked, hey, can you come help me with this? Hey, this is not working. I need you to come and help me do this. And I'm, I'm sure if you're like me, you're happy to help your grandparents or your aunt. Or you're, you're happy to help, you know, your parents, like, figure out their technology questions, like the first 50 of them anyways. But here's the thing. After that, I understand. Here's what happens. We begin to, even as something as stupid as technology stuff, we begin to slowly lose our patience with people who need help. 
It just happens that way. That's just the way it goes, and it's just the way it happens. And, you know, every day, you know, it's, it's really easy to get frustrated, especially with family. It's just really easy to do. You know, it's, it'd be easier to just tell Aunt Edna, hey, look it up on YouTube. But then you'd have to explain what YouTube is to Aunt Edna. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would just be a really bad thing um, if you told Aunt Edna to do that. See, every day uh, that we face these opportunities, Sometimes in small ways, sometimes in really big ways, we have these opportunities. And sometimes when people need help, we, we just don't do the best job at it. Maybe whether it's showing your grandmother how to use emojis or whether it's helping a kid tie his shoes or whether it's somebody at your lunch table like in the cafeteria and they've got something stuck in their teeth and you've got to kind of help them because you, know, you don't want them to have to go to class looking like that. Uh, it just wouldn't be that. And, and depending on the person, your need, your mood, how busy you are, you may help them or you may not help them. It's just the way we go and it's the way we roll. It just, it just happens that way. Uh, everyone is usually helpful and generous with their time sometimes. And there's other times when we're self-absorbed and we don't want to do it. We don't want to take the time. We don't want to do this or that. We just don't want to do it. Someone else will help them. Someone else will help them out. Like it'll just be good and they'll be do that. And every day we're surrounded by people who need help. And it's usually a lot more serious things than figuring out Netflix. It's usually a lot more serious things. There's a lot more people in our lives that need help other than just technology problems, right? There's just a lot of people in our lives that, that need help. I want to watch a quick video about someone needing help. And they do a little different thing in this video uh, and see if some people are still as helpful. And uh, watch this and we'll talk about it.
I don't know what came to your mind when you were watching that video, what you thought or you felt when you were just watching what's going on there. I don't know what that is. And maybe uh, you had a, a thought come up where you kind of failed to like help someone in need, maybe because of on the outside or what you thought they were or, or something like that. Or maybe you remember a time where you're like, I, I needed help and no one was there for you. Maybe you've, you're, you've done both things. Unfortunately, when we talk about helping those in need, we don't always respond with compassion. We don't always respond with care and concern. We see somebody in need many times, sometimes, and even myself, I don't always respond with compassion and care and concern. A lot of times it's impatience. Sometimes it's discomfort. Sometimes it's disgust or suspicion. Uh, for some people, it's um, simply an eye roll. Right? Some of us have perfected that. For some of us, it's like the sigh. Like, you <sighs> We just get really good at that. And the reality is this, that sometimes we'll be the ones who are able to help and sometimes we're going to be the ones who, that are going to be in need. And here's the thing, I would love, I would love this, I would love to live in a world where needs are always met. I would love to live in a world where someone, if they were needy, if they are needing help, if they're needing whatever, like they get that help and it, it goes on like that. And instead of canceling people or ignoring people, like we would be the people who would rise up and say, you know what, I'm going to have compassion, I'm going to have care, I'm going to have concern instead of rolling my eyes or thinking someone else will do it. The, the cool thing is, is this, I believe that kind of world is possible because of Jesus Christ. Tonight we're going to look at Jesus and he was the master of seeing people. He was the master of stopping his world. He was the master of caring for people's needs with who everybody else said, I don't give a rip about you or them. Instead of canceling people, instead of pushing people away further and further away, Jesus was always bringing them closer and closer to us. So tonight, we, you know, we're going to look in the Gospels. And if you don't know what those are, it's just, uh, there's four books uh, that start the New Testament of the Bible. And all four of these books, they really look at Jesus' life. This is what he did. These are four guys that write who actually saw what Jesus did. It's, it's eyewitness account of what Jesus Christ did. And it's really cool that we have that. And Jesus many times meets the needs of the people around us. Uh, and if Jesus responds to the needs of the people in his world, then we are called to do the exact same. There's a line at the beginning of a song when I was in youth group. Uh, it was a, a very old song by a very old group called DC Talk. Uh, there is a, a song they write called Jesus Free. And at the beginning of the song, before the song kicks in, it's kind of this, this grungy with a little bit of a, I don't know, a rap line to it. We, we hear this. Actually, you go ahead and throw that slide up for me. Uh, it says this right before it gets into this song called Jesus Freak. It says the greatest single cause of atheism, that means they do not believe in a God. The greatest single cause of people not believing in God in the world today is Christians. Who acknowledge Jesus with their lips. Walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. You see, many times people leave the faith simply because you, myself, and, and, and us as Christians, we just simply don't do this. We don't act like Jesus. We just miss the mark there. 
There's someone that simply needs kindness or friendship, and we, we don't respond. And people find out that we're followers of Jesus. They're like, that does not match up. They're supposed to be like Jesus. And many times you know we're going to fall short there. But what I love about Jesus is he is always, he was never too busy to be interrupted with someone who needed help. He was never too, too, too busy for people's cries for helps. Uh, just like this, we're going to read about a blind man. If you go ahead uh, to this next scripture, we're going to read. Uh, this is Jesus on a normal day. He's walking through the city. They came to a city called Jericho. And as Jesus and the disciples together with a large crowd, they were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, who was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many people rebuked him. That means they said, shut up, dude. Shut your stinking mouth. Every time I walk by here, you're always talking, you know, always crying out for money, all these kinds of things. And you're just like, hey, shut up. Just stay in your role, stay in your lane, and shut your mouth. They told him to be quiet. But the dude shouted even more. Son of David, have mercy on me. Everybody else is telling the dude to shut up, stay in your place, stay in your role, and I want you to look at what Jesus does. Go to that next slide. Jesus stops. And he said to the man, call him. Everybody else is telling him to call him to shut him up. And Jesus is like, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling him. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. And Jesus asked him this question, what do you want me to do for you? And Jesus Ask him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Immediately, Jesus says, Go. Your faith has healed you. And immediately, he received his sight. And what's he do? He follows Jesus along the road. Because you would have too if he would have changed your life like that. This guy says, Man, I'm in. I'm in for this person who actually stopped for me instead of shouted at me. I am in for that. And man, this kind of, you know, this is one of those things, you know. To Jesus, Bartimaeus was worthy of his time, his attention, and his help. To Jesus, this guy mattered. He, he just really, really mattered to him. Uh, there's another day. Jesus does this all the time. He's really, really busy again. We see this in Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, he's so busy and there's this crowd. And he finds out about this girl who has died and was about to die. And he's going to go and he's healing her. As they're walking away, there's this a, another lady who would be pushed away by everyone else. It tells us in scripture that she had a bleeding issue for like 12 years. She went to all kinds of doctors, tried, spent all this money to see if she could fix her medical condition, this medical condition would be also told that she's unclean, can't go to church, must stay away from people. She doesn't even believe that she can talk to Jesus. So as Jesus walks by, she just grabs the edge of his cloak. And Jesus feels that, not because like she tugged on I don't think she went like, you know, like that, but he feels this power go out from him. He's like, whoa, 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 hold up. Who, who touched me? He begins to have this conversation with this woman and he heals this woman of a disease that all the other doctors could not get rid of. But the Jesus, she was worthy of his time, his attention and his help. He actually calls her daughter when he talks to her. A term of endearment when he's talking with her and he meets her needs with love. You see, Jesus didn't just talk about it. 
He actually, I'm sorry, doesn't just do it. He actually teaches it. And I'm going to read here from Matthew chapter 25. Before I get into that, uh, Jesus here, he, he, um, he's going to be teaching a parable. What that is, he just talks about some things here on earth so we can understand his kingdom and what God's like a little bit. And here he uses two farm animals. Uh, he uses a, uh, do I know what animal this is? Oh, it's a lamb. Uh, anybody know what this? Excuse me. What's this guy? Goat. Yeah. Goat. Yeah. He uh, uses some lambs and some goats. I'm going to use these with the middle schoolers. You probably don't want to hold masks up. I'm going to be. You're so mature, right? right. We don't want to so. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, back to my story. Uh, so sheep and goats. He's going to just put people in these two categories: sheep and goats. Now, here's the thing you need to remember about goats. Goats are crazy independent, if you ever notice. They're not like herd animals. They're like, oh, I'd like to go over here, and they go over here. They're not all together. It's just not what they do. Uh, they're, they're not really members of the herd. They often explore and head out alone. They tend to be more concerned about themselves than about their goat friends, okay? On the other hand, it's sheep. Now, if you know anything about sheep, is they love to be in a flock. They're all about the herd. They're all about each other. That is just what they care about. Uh, they stick together at all times. So they, they huddle up all the time. So keep this in mind as I read this story where Jesus talks about sheep and he talks about the goats. Here's, here's what he says in Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes, when Jesus comes in all of his glory, he'll sit on his throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another. As a shepherd, as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. It's like the end times, you know. We all know, maybe you don't, there's going to be a judgment day. And he's kind of talking about this a little bit. He says, I'm going to separate them. And here he uses this, these, this illustration of sheep and goats. Then the king will say to those on his right, come. You who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom is prepared for you since the creation of the world. And he begins to talk about these needs that these people were meeting. He says this, For when I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you invited me in. When I needed clothes, you clothed me. When I was sick, you looked after me. When I was in prison, you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer. Man, when did we see you hungry? Jesus? When did we see you thirsty or give you something to drink? When, 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 when did we see you as a stranger and invite you in? Uh, you needed clothes. When did we clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison? Verse 40, he says this. The king then replies, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for the least of these, the, like needy people, like people who are in need, who need help. Brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he hits the goats. It's not good. Verse 41, then he'll say to those on his left, depart from me. You were cursed into the eternal fire and prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and man, you didn't give me nothing to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you didn't invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not close me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not come, after, come look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? You reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you 
did not do for me. So Jesus here judges the sheep and the goats. The, the goats are the unrighteous and the sheep are the righteous. You know, the unrighteous were people like, hey, you need something, you need a drink, clothing, needs, any needs in your life, you figure it out, man. And he says, hey, you righteous people, you sheep, you were the ones that said, hey, how can I help? What can I do? How can I help? Well, how can I serve? And here's the thing. I never knew farm animals could teach us so much about caring for each other. But here, what he, be, he continues to talk about. Through his example, through Jesus' example, through Jesus consistently caring for people who had been canceled, forgotten, and disrespected. He ignored, you know, they've been ignored because of their needs. Jesus now challenges us to do the same. And here's uh, tonight's tagline. It's simply this. If you go ahead to that next slide. We are, we are charged to do this, to love people who are in need. God wants us to do something about people who are in need. He wants us to act, to stand up and to do something. And no matter what we have. Now here's the thing. I know you're going to say this. Well, man, I'm young. I don't have money. I can't do that. There's a lot of other things we can do other than, than, than our finances. We live in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Uh, you, your time, your compassion, you can give that. You can give your friendships. You can give your skills. You can give all of those things or the things that you uh, can, can do. So we can give sacrificially and passionately and willingly. But here's the thing. How do we do this? How do we care for people in need? How in the world do we do that? And do we need to ask God to help us heal the blind or sick? Do we, how do we actually practically meet the needs of the people around us? And here's the thing. There are all kinds of opportunities every day in our lives to help people who are in need. It may not be hunger all the time. It may not be someone needing clothing all the time. But I'm telling you, there are people all throughout our lives. There are people that live in my household. There are people that are on the roads as I come here. There are friends of mine that need, that need help, that need me to lean in. And there are so many opportunities. And if we just be like Jesus and notice Bartimaeus, if we just notice the woman who needs help, if we just notice these people, what would it look like if we just simply notice people and respond in love? So here's what I want to do. I want to give you, you know, we come in here and we hear like, man, I, I need to help people. Like, what do I do? And I know that's, whenever I hear a sermon, I'm like, well, give me something to do, man. Like, I, I'm fired up. I want to be like Jesus. How do I do that? What's a step I can take? So what I want to do tonight is I want to give you something really, really practical you can do. I want to give you three practical things that you can do to love the people in need. Uh, go ahead and throw that next slide up here. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a couple of things. And man, I'd love for you to be a part of these. And I'm going to walk through them. Uh, here's some practical ways you can love people in need. And we're just calling it a challenge. Uh, the first one is this. is give to those in need. You see this little card here? You're going to see it a lot more. Every Wednesday and on Sundays, I'm going to roll it up to uh, elevate, and you're going to see this card a lot. And here is the challenge. We want to fill this card up over the next month, over and over and over again. We have a Sunday school class called The Link that, that is, is helping people journeying through homelessness. And we are going to join forces with them. And here's what we'd love for you to do. We'd love for you, the first part of this challenge, to give to those in need. Now, I know you're thinking, well, dude, I don't have a lot of cash. 
I don't have that. But here's some things on the list that you don't have to have a lot of money. Or maybe you're going to go to your parents and say, hey, we're trying to, man, I want to help some people in need. We're, we're doing this. Brian's got this stupid cart and we're going to fill it up. And, and maybe there's some things, but there's all kinds of things. Maybe it's, uh, you have some protein bars or some granola bars. Uh, there's all kinds of first aid things, personal hygiene. Uh, there's tarps, tents. If you have some coats, man, that you don't use anymore, there's all kinds of people on the streets that we'd love to give a warm coat to because if you haven't noticed, the weather's going to start changing. It's really cold, like warm shirts, uh, socks, ponchos. Maybe you don't have any of that. Maybe you can write some letters of encouragement that we can pass to these people. And then there's going to be an opportunity where you'll hear more about it on November 7th to go witness and actually give the stuff that we're going to fill this cart with. So if you were looking somewhere to help some people who are in need, who, like Jesus said, hungry, thirsty, needing clothing, like those people, we want to give you an opportunity to do that. So scour your house for some of these things. Hit to Walmart and buy some of these things for these people, and we will take it to them ourselves. I want to challenge you to give to those in need. Give to those in need. The second one is that. We want to do this. We want to feed those in need. In about five weeks, we're going to have this gym full of tables and full of all kinds of food that we are going to pack together. If you've never been here for one of those, it's an awesome time where we're going to put pack thousands and thousands of meals that we're going to send to the country of Haiti, who's just been through another earthquake, who just lost their president to assassination. It's in a dire straits. It's horrible over there, and they need our help. So here's going to give you another practical way to love some people in need. If you'd come, if you'd just be here, if you can sign up anywhere on our social media, we'd love for you to be a part of this. You'll start seeing it on our social media where you can sign up for this, and it's just a couple hours on a Saturday where you can come and say, you know what, Jesus told me I'm supposed to care about some people in need. That Saturday, man, if I'm going to try my best to be there. Last one is uh, you kind of get wide open on this one. And it's just this, it's simply see a need and meet the need. And here's what I mean by that. You see a friend in need? Just see it, do something about it. You know, maybe you have this friend who's, they're just, like anxiety is something that wells up inside of them. And they've been, like they've trusted you enough to tell you that. How could you meet that need? How could you lean in? How could you text in? How could you say, hey, I know this is a problem for you, but I just want you to know I'm here and help meet that need and just let them know that, hey, I'm going to be with you through whatever it is that you're worried about, whatever anxieties are welling up inside of you. Like, if you hear a need of a friend, man, we've got to run to those needs, right? We've got to do that. Maybe for some of you, it is uh, you, you have this neighbor that has a need and you see that in your neighborhood. Maybe it's somebody who just needs to simply, uh, you need to share a meal with someone who's lonely, like at your school. Like that's really tough to do, but we're called to go to the lonely, to those who are, everyone else pushes away and everyone else is canceled and ignored. Maybe for some of you, you're like a brainiac. You're super crazy smart. Who is it that you could help? Who is it you could show because you got the math problem? You understand what X does with Y. All right, you know what I'm saying? Who, who could you help? Like who, who's in need of just some, some, some time to help with that? Maybe you are a good basketball player. You know that tryouts are coming and you're really good at free throws and you know your friend. He like bricks every, he 
you know, like, horrible. Like, he's a horrible free throw shooter. She's a horrible free throw shooter. And you could say, you know what? Hey, we're going to work on this, man. I'm going to see a need. I'm going to meet a need. What in the world could we do? And you know what? There's all kind. There's needs here tonight. There are people that don't come to church on Wednesday nights. Here's why many times. Because they don't feel like they belong. One of the greatest needs that you could meet is simply when somebody walks through that door is greet them and say, hey, why don't you come play nine square with us? It's this dumb game where we hit this ball over. Like, it's just, it's fun. Why don't you come hang out with us? Why don't you come sit with us? Why don't you be in our group? What, man, I'm telling you, there are people, even there's some needs in our group of, 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 that need to be met. They're in need of belonging. Maybe you can check in on someone who's going through a hard time. I could go through all kinds of different scenarios. I'm telling you, when you see a need, meet the need. Last Wednesday night, this older guy at our church, he dropped by yesterday, and he heard a need. He heard a need that there was a, a young mother who just who has twins, and she just could not afford to get a, a double stroll. Yesterday, uh, the doorbell rang at the office. It's really weird. Like, it's just annoying as heck, okay? Just, I don't like it. But I heard a need, so I had to get up. You know, I probably shouldn't have worked that in. That was bad. Uh, but he, so he comes in, he's got this huge box. And I'm like, what in the world are you doing? Like, he's got this massive box. And he bought a, bought a double stroller. You heard a need and you met it. I can't tell you how many people in my life, remember those people who've done that for you? When they knew that you were down and they stepped in and they met the need, and when your parents found out something, your parents stepped in and meet the need, and when, when a stranger, whoever it may be, man, there's something so great when somebody hears a need and they step it in. Why don't we be those kind of people? Hey, uh, last slide I have tonight. I, I really believe this. I, I believe this. Uh, that awareness is a lost art. I think sometimes we just get, we're so focused on our phones, we're so focused on the now, we're so focused on everything. I think many times like this awareness thing is a lost art. And needs exist all around us and we just need to look for them. We just need to be aware. We need to keep our head up. We need to keep our eyes open as what we need to do. You know, it's Jesus' time. People were often canceled by society. And Jesus said, no, 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 no. They're not going to be ignored. They're not going to be judged. They're not going to be left to fend for themselves. I'm going to step in and I'm going to help. If you want to love like Jesus loves, then we have to step into the needs of the people in our life. And I'm, it could be a big thing. Or it could be something as small as a smile. There are big needs and there are small needs. And we are called to step up and be aware and step into them like Jesus stepped in for our needs. You know our greatest need and our greatest time of need? We were lost in sin and shame and guilt. Jesus goes to the cross and God said, oh, I know what they need most. They need someone to take away that sin and that shame and that guilt. That's why Jesus goes to the cross. Our greatest need, he met our greatest need on the cross. And we are called to love people who are in need. And we have to see people. We have to strive to meet their needs. Jesus reacted when he saw a need. And we are called to react. So man, whatever you see, could be tonight at home. You see that mom or dad needs some help with the dishes or whatever it is. 
It could be tonight. You figure out a friend that's not doing well or is not here. Uh, you see something, man. When you see a need, meet a need. Because when we love people, we are the most like Jesus. And bring stuff. Let's fill this card up over and over and over again. Uh, let's come here that Saturday and let's feed people. And let's, when we see a need, let's meet a need. Just like Jesus. I'm going to pray. If you hang out right here, uh, we'll tell you kind of what's up next. Father, we thank you for tonight, for the opportunity to be here. And man, your word just continues to challenge us. And man, it's so much easier to cancel and ignore people. This is hard stuff. It is tough to get up sometimes and serve people. We, we, we get comfortable. We don't know what to do. We may be awkward if we help people. Like, but you call us to lean into the awkward and to lean into the people who are ignored and to help the people who are canceled and just help people in need. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus in our greatest need and just making him such a great example. Stopping for blind people and stopping for, for people who are sick. And it's just thank you so much for that. God, we pray as we see a need. Would you give us eyes to see that? You will help us to do something about it. Help us to be sheep. Help us to be your sheep. God, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all.